dude i stand corrected holy shit so that's what i said when i walked out of my chiropractor's office welcome to episode 92 of the thrash report This is your weekly music commentary podcast. We discuss all things metal and heavy music. My name is Chris. Joining me, uh, Jim Osborne. Jim, what's going on, buddy? Pantera good. Pantera bad. Pantera good. Pantera bad. Oh, man. So the, the, the news that basically broke the metal internet. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I know you and I were texting about this. Um, okay. Pantera's back together again, Jim. <laughs> Halfway there. Halfway yeah. there. They announced a reunion tour and there's stories and rumors going out when they announced about who would be playing with them. The first thing I saw that was from was an article stating that they said Zach Wilde would not be a part of it. And I thought that then no way can it be any good. I don't know who would be better than him. Hmm. So initially I was kind of against it, but then I heard it was Zach Wilde and Charlie Benanti and I changed my mind and I'm all for it, but there are a lot who are not. Yes. <laughs> it's been crazy watching all the comments and stories. And I think the best one I saw is the picture of Pantera and said, you can't be something you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, the biggest thing, like what you and I were talking about, um, and actually I was just, um, uh, this past few days, I was just, I was hanging out with a coworker and I was kind of asking them, you know, like, okay, we have two people from the original band. Mm -hmm. And then we have two people that are not, the two people that are not, are now deceased. I think that's what really makes this difficult, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Because is this... Is it a cash grab from, you know, Phil and Rex? And if so, it, who cares? It's their know, music. I know. And it was like, oh, they're making money off of, you know, Diamond uh, Vinny. But I'm like, well, they were part of it too, right? So mm -hmm. um, I just think, you know, in my opinion, uh, I guess what I was talking to you about is calling themselves Pantera, it almost doesn't seem right. But calling it a tribute doesn't seem right either. And I just right. wish there was, I don't know, like something else, like, I don't know, something creative that they could have like called themselves. I don't know, but Some I think it's style. Yeah. <laughs> but it's absolutely right. It's, I think it's great to, to be able to have them go out and celebrate the music of Pantera. Super excited. I will be there probably more than once. And, and you just said, you just said the word that answers or I was going to respond to you with saying you wanted to, you wish it was called something else. And you just said celebrating their music. And I saw a lot of people saying they should have called it a celebration of Pantera. Oh, interesting. That yep. would have been, that would have been cool. That, I mean, it's kind of classy, right? I mean, I like that. Yep. I'm planning on going like just to see Rex and Phil again, playing Pantera songs. And yeah, dude. Yeah. And Zach and Charlie are so close to the band anyway. Yep. And Zach's jammed Pantera with Phil before and, Dime was on like five or seven songs of Anthrax's. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I think, I think it'll it's be, all right. I think, uh, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's like anything, right? You're going to get the haters, you're going to get the trolls. Um, mm -hmm. 
And uh, I mean, you can think whatever you want. That's fine. Just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you don't, no one's forcing you to go see Pantera. Right. So um, yeah, yep. it's cool. And uh, you know, it, it'll be, like I said, it'll, it'll be awesome. Cool, man. Yeah, right. yeah, uh, <laughs> just a lot of hate too. A lot of people bringing up Phil's old rants and, not to get into it here, but just I don't know. I, didn't, I had no idea so many people absolutely hated Pantera. <laughs> yeah, and there was I know that uh, I didn't read the entire story, but I, evidently somebody also has has posted like videos and interviews of like Vinny back years and years ago. You know, and again they're bringing all this stuff to light now, trying to, you know. Again, you're always going to find your own confirmation bias, right? So it's like whether or not you're for it or against it, you're going to find the stories that help fuel your narrative, right? So it doesn't really matter. Um, you like it or you don't, and uh, if you do, I'll see you at the shows. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll do. What's up, Tommy? I see you. Nice, bro. Let's talk about yeah. some uh, Mr. Kerry King. Mr. Kerry King. He, I don't know if this is a new article or not. It doesn't seem like it, but I saw the headline caught my attention that he announces his new drummer for his post-Slayer band, and it's Paul Bostaff. Dude. Which I thought we knew that already. I, I don't know if it was actually, like, confirmed. But, yes, there was new uh, – there's some new um, stories. I know it was picked up on Metal Sucks and a, a couple others. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. I think it'll be a great fit. Um Kerry King goes on to say it's going to sound like Slayer, but not be Slayer. I'm fine with that. Yeah, his, his quote was, you know me, you know what it's going to sound like. <laughs> right? Yep. That's awesome. I, like I said, I'm any new material that, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, there, there are, you know, sometimes when you have those bands that, you know, you're into their stuff and then they, and then they split or whatever. And then they have, other bands that get formed and this and that other projects that they're involved in to me it's like hey i just got more stuff to listen to so it makes me happy <laughs> i mean yeah i could be disappointed that the original breakup happened or whatever and yeah i'm disappointed that slayer has kind of you know kind of hung it up and but you know what like like he said they have a lot of music left in them and mm -hmm. i'm excited to hear what what they come up with you know yep i will check it out for sure Nice. Dude, so we've talked about uh, Revel in a couple times. Mm -hmm. And his band, Honeybee, is, uh, you actually have, there, he did a, an interview recently. But um, let's go ahead and check out a little bit of Honeybee. And I think that one of the things too that's just remarkable is that we now have seen that Revel is uh, multi-talented, multiple instruments, mm -hmm. and he's. I mean, how old is the kid? I don't even. I didn't even look that up. I was thinking, when was a big four in New York? 
he said he was, that was his first show was that and that was he was three years old at that show so was that 2011 gosh i don't remember he's 11 so revel Ian okay. is 11 years old yeah yeah he was born yeah. yeah he was born in 2011 you're right so oh i can do math 11 <laughs> years old it's 2022 um so if he was three for that show that would have been 2014 oh yeah yep okay yeah, so he says he's been around metal all of his life, and that was him on drums. We've, of course, seen him play guitar with his dad, and he's talking. Um, check out the article. It's in Metal Sucks, and it's pretty cool. It's just uh, him talking about how he got into metal, some bands that he likes, and how he went through a month-long phase where he loved Limp Biscuit, and his dad hated it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? What, what father-son dynamic wouldn't have that period? You know what I mean? You're always going to yeah. have that where it's like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> yep, so good article and the name Honeybee is mentioned or the how they came up with that name is mentioned in there too. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So go read have, it to find out. Yep, and we'll have the links in the show notes. So go ahead and check out that interview with Ian, uh, with Revel Ian uh, from Honeybee. I, I think it's cool. I think we're going to see a lot of him, you mm -hmm. know, as he continues to, uh, you know, to be involved in, I mean, he, I think that we're going to see new material. We're going to see multiple iterations of what he can do. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Dude. So remember, um, gosh, I don't even know when that was announced, but remember when Mike Patton, um, they were going to tour, Mr. Bungle was going to tour. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they canceled that tour due to some uh some mental health concerns um we have some new uh some new information about that huh yeah so he canceled all of his shows in 2021 for mr bungle and faith no more which i was i missed them on not fest they were going to be on not fest when we went last year but of course they canceled it and it was for his mental health and i applaud him for that anybody who recognizes it and takes care of it and uh, speaks on it in interviews and everything it's all awesome so good on him but yeah he says at the he was having some issues before the pandemic started and then the pandemic started and he thought great this is awesome i'll just stay home by myself and record stuff i have a home studio and then he became he started feeling isolated and antisocial and afraid of people being anxious and um he's had some therapy he's talk some things out and he is he says that he is now doing better so we wish him well thanks that's for sharing mr Patton. that's awesome yeah i think uh again he's just such a great talent um and a lot of different vocal stylings right um really nice cool awesome trained voice he can do some awesome thrash stuff um and it was then also recently announced kind of the uh, resurrection of dead cross featuring Mike Patton. So this, uh, you know, Southern California hardcore, uh, hardcore band featuring uh, also not only Mike Patton, but Dave Lombardo. And they actually have a brand new video uh, up on YouTube and we'll have links to that. And that first single for their upcoming release that's coming out October 28th and um, which the band is called Dead Cross, and the next album out is, well, aptly named, Two. 
<laughs> so check out this is Reign of Terror from Dead Cross. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Kind of a, again, kind of that crossover thrashy punk type stuff. So mm-hmm. Dead Cross, look for it October 28th. And I'm sure we'll have more news coming up later on. And a side note on this one. Whenever I think of Dead Cross, I think of the time that you couldn't remember their name. And I did. And that was the very first day we met at our backstage at Anthrax, waiting in line. I don't know. Just one of those memories that gets triggered really by something so yeah, i remember we were talking about that I, I don't know if they just had a release at that time that would have been february 2018 but yeah i don't very... i don't remember that <laughs> that's cool that's awesome yeah So I'm actually, you know, it's funny. I've been kind of excited to talk to you about this and I've just been forgetting the last couple of weeks. Um, let's talk about Rob Zombie and the monsters. Yeah. Another thing getting a lot of hate <laughs> His preview for the monsters that just came out and I watched it and I don't know. It's, it definitely had Rob Zombie's name on it. And I don't know. I was never a huge monsters fan. I watched it a few times, but I don't know. I'd have to watch it to find out oh, how I feel about it. But I absolutely like I was watching that. I mean, I think I was I caught it in reruns because I was mm-hmm. that grade school age. But, uh, dude, I was all over it. Like, I remember watching <laughs> it every day after school. It was super fun. And I remember, um, again, you know, they had uh, black and white episodes. And I remember when they first went to color. And it was one of those things where my uncle and I, um, again, I've talked about it. He's like my big brother, right? We grew up mm-hmm. together. And yeah, it was one of our things that we did was we watched the monsters. We couldn't wait, you know? So yeah, we're pretty, pretty big fans of the monsters. Yep. And the reason we brought this, well, besides being a Rob Zombie thing and we're fans of his, but he put out a Facebook post today because he's been getting a lot of flack and hate. So this is a, quoting his Facebook post. How the hell did everyone get the idea that the monsters cost $40 million? Fuck. I wish I had that kind of budget. <laughs> to put a little perspective on it, if you add up all the budgets of Halloween 2, Lords of Salem, 31, 3 from Hell, and the Monsters, all together, it wouldn't even add up to 30 million. <laughs> also, the movie was never going to theaters or Peacock or Paramount. It was always being made for Netflix, which is fine since, it's, since it is the largest of the streaming services. This was done way before I got involved in the project. I have no control or say over this type of stuff. This is a universal deal. But the internet loves to invent rumors, which somehow turns to facts, so the fans can get all bent out of shape. None of this actually matters, but thought you might like the real story. RZ. Right on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the good. I like clear. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I, I, I'm excited to see it. Um, I mean, if you've seen the, the trailer, I'm sure a lot of people here have. I mean, it's campy and silly. Again, mm-hmm. if you know the show, it's just like the show. Um, I will be 
very curious because I was such a huge fan. Oh, dude, I totally forgot that uh, Herman Munster's the actor that played the original Herman Munster. Frick. Anyway, um, he's the same guy that was in Pet Cemetery, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And he just, he was such a good dude. And um, that's, again, I'm still trying to get over having someone else play Herman Munster, but <laughs> I, I'm excited for the show. I'll see it. That was one thing that did bug me a little bit that I thought the voice of the new Herman Munster just didn't, I mean, that was iconic. Yes. Yep, exactly. That's, I mean, that's that's what I remember from watching the show is Herman's voice and yep. his laugh and everything. So every time the new Herman spoke, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, a couple of years I would go to um, for Halloween, like I do, like you know the the events around town. Like I'd go to like haunted houses or hay rides and and all this shit, right? And uh, I remember going to uh, a couple and getting to meet Grandpa. And again, I don't I forget the actor's name, but anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Dude, I I thought of you when I saw this from uh, from Knucklebones. Yeah, this is a product that does have a forty million dollar budget because they're charging forty bucks for a can of beer. Oh my god! But it's, but it's got Cliff Burton on it. Oh, I don't know. I'm I would love to have it, but I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah. But, uh, so what's the? I mean. What's their reason? I don't understand. Like, why Why is this can of beer worth $40? Because dummies like me will buy it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Collectors. Yeah. But yeah, so it's uh, called Cliffamall, an, I, an uh, IPA, and it's ready for pre-sale. You can order now from Craft Shack. Um, check them out on Facebook, either through the Cliff Burton family Facebook page or Craft Shack. The first... 500 Cliff Burton super fans to pre-order will receive a free 11 by 17 limited edition poster. Ships late August, early September. So it's a seventh beer from the Knucklebones limited edition beverage series. So and so we don't know how many they're packaging though. Or is it, is it 500? No, the first five. First 500. Yep. So we don't know how many, like how, how limited edition, like how, you know, how scarce would this be to charge $40? I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I've paid 20 bucks for a pint before on a special edition Black Friday thing. That was a lot. It was tasty, but uh, 40 bucks for a can of beer does. Oh, it is Cliff Burton. It would look good in my collection over there. It would. But... <laughs> I'm going to say, dude, look good on yourself, buddy. <laughs> Let's start a go drunk me. Bro, speaking about GoFundMe, dude, did you hear about this story where this is just absolutely crazy? Some dude worked at Burger King for 27 years, okay? And when he, he just had his like 27th anniversary at Burger King, you know, obviously outlasting everyone else that worked at this particular location, right? I mean- The king himself. Yeah, like the, the joke would be like his his- you know, his boss there probably has been there for like six weeks, right? Anyway, so they, they, uh, but ma management did say like at this, at this location, the Burger King said, oh my gosh, well, we should probably do something for this guy, right? 27 years, you know, probably should do something. So they gave him like a backpack with like movie tickets 
and like a coupon for free popcorn or some shit. Like it was like the most ridiculous <laughs> prize or, or award for 27 years of service. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, so what was cool was that his, I don't know if it was like his daughter or somebody, somebody set up a GoFundMe for him to raise a few hundred dollars so that he could see his grandkids. Right. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I thought it was cool. And that GoFundMe raised like $316,000. So hopefully, you know what? This dude that's been there for 27 years, go see your grandkids, buddy. (laughs) Like that that is awesome. Buy them some movie tickets and popcorn. That's right. That's right. Dude, dude, wouldn't it be funny? They should give you like a freaking gold crown. (laughs) (laughs) That'd Um, be cool. Dude, so Bruce Dickinson loses it in greece have you heard about this news to me yeah so evidently uh a fan so a couple things so the a fan actually lit a flare in the crowd okay and it's crazy it's crazy because like the first time i have ever ever seen that was on um chili on hell it was the anthrax live uh concert performance from chile and there literally was like, I thought, oh my God, like people, like you could never do that here in the States. Like you'd be tackled and hauled off. Right. But literally mm-hmm. people had these burning flares in the crowd. They looked freaking awesome, but <laughs> dangerous as shit. Right. And I was like, oh my God. Well, apparently that's what they were doing in Greece. Right. So somebody let this flare and Bruce kind of lost it. Yeah, so I guess maybe he didn't like the smoke, the like him trying to sing or breathe. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, evidently Bruce did not like it. And the article I, I read from in uh, We Are the Pit goes on to say that he was going into Number of the Beast. He he was then, you could tell he was shaken and was not giving the performance that he should have. Um, but it was interesting because then shortly thereafter, I think it was like the next day or something, uh, Queensryche frontman Todd Latore, he come out, comes out and says, hey, lighting flares at those type of shows and like sports arenas, right? It's very common for those people to do that. And it's a celebratory gesture. That's what they do. Um, Todd Latore, whose wife hails from Athens, Greece. (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, basically just saying that um, that's what they do. And he maybe overreacted. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Maybe he should have ran for his pills. <laughs> Run for his life. But uh, I think you know Dickinson blasting a fan, calling him a Greek cunt and a fucking cocksucker. Kind of, kind of, kind of is rough. I don't know. It's uh, kind of ripping off Dave Mustaine there, isn't he? A little bit, a little bit. Hmm. Well, I guess if that's something they do and they always do it, that's one thing. But has he not? I wonder has they never played Greece before? He. You think I have no idea that they did this. But. You think they, you think they've played Athens probably dozens of times in their career, right? So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe again, 
um, like it does say out in this call out in the article from We Are the Pit, maybe he was just having a bad day. You know, I mean, you and I talked about it when we had the guys from Extinction AD on the show, right? They said, you know, sometimes a band, sometimes you can have a bad day, you know? They're human after all. Yep. Bro, let's talk about a couple new releases. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to combine new releases along with our new wave of thrash bands or Today in the Day segment. And we've got a release from Critical Defiance called No Life Forms. Came out last Friday. And they are a band from Chile, as we were just talking about. Been active since 2013, thrash metal, of course. And they sing about war, humanity, tyranny, life conflicts, social criticism. And so they've got the... Basically, all, all the stuff that's going on in my head all the time. Yeah. And I've checked it out. So I'm so, so I missed it. So is this their uh, their debut release, or they have multiple releases? This is their second full length. 2019, okay. they had Misconception, and they've had a few demos and a few singles. Yeah, I've listened to the whole thing a few times. I like it more each time, and it's got a lot of instrumental work on it. It's um, I'm not sure how many instrumental songs are on it, but hmm, interesting. It's cool to listen to them jam for a while. So yeah, dude. Yeah, check it out. Uh, check out the new band and or the I guess their newer thrash band, Critical Defiance. And last Friday, No Life Forms came out. Excellent. Then we'll have links in the show notes to mm -hmm. Critical Defiance. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and I was actually uh, I had just gotten back to uh, I had just gotten back to the hotel in Madison, Wisconsin, when I saw the news that Slipknot dropped a new video and a new single what are your thoughts local there? band yeah what, what, are your, what are your thoughts i think it's good i like it um it's not their heaviest punch you in the face kind of stuff but it's got cool riffs um the vocals are a lot more melodic than a lot of their more recent releases singles that sounds a lot more radio friendly but i mean it's slipknot it's it's awesome yeah, I think, um, you know, what's interesting is Corey Taylor and Slipknot, it's one of those one of those bands where I do often get excited to hear how he continually comes up with new hooks, right? Mm -hmm. Continually comes up with new melodies. Yeah. That is absolutely just crazy. Yeah, it's getting a lot of good praise, too. I haven't seen anything negative about it. A lot of people that are here just love it. Put your hands into the water, let your mouth go sick and dry. Put your life into your death now, let them sing till you die. Die! Another 
dude, just watching the video is just so fun. And uh, that I haven't seen yet. Seeing uh, Jay, like Jay Weinberg is just freaking a beast. I think it's so freaking mm-hmm. fun. And like Jim Root, fucking just, just crushing. And you know what's you know what's crazy is like it's funny. There, I have a coworker. Well, I've worked with him for a couple of years, but I worked with him. God, I can't remember what album it was. But anyway, I worked with this dude, and I'd be playing Slipknot every now and then in the morning. I was one of those dudes where I get to get to work. Um, when I worked in the office, I would get to work early, like 6 30, 7 o'clock. So my music would just be jamming, right? <laughs> yeah. And he'd get in and he said it was just always terrifying. <laughs> and I remember I, I would send him like memes and shit of like Slipknot. And he's like, dude, you're scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> and so when I saw the video today, I'm like, I can't wait to send him this video. <laughs> nice. So what's uh, September 30th? I think their new album is coming out. The end Correct. so far. Yep. The end so far. Correct. That is out worldwide, September 30th. Um, and their official video and, um, and single out the dying song time to sing is out now i saw someone speculate that the name the end so far might be them saying they're calling it quits and that this person would be fine with it fine with the band going on on top but i can't imagine that to be true yeah i mean the only thing i could think of is there's just so many other projects right so maybe you know i mean i could see that if Corey has his own solo stuff he's got stone sour he's got you know Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, and Jay, I don't know if you've followed any of the stuff with Jay Weinberg, but like he is so like he's got his art and his art exhibits and like he paints and does all these other things. I can see how they would have other, you know, other things to focus on, but time will tell. That's right. And brand spanking new at the time we're recording this, it's not out. By the time you hear it, it will have been out for a day exclusive to Sirius XM Liquid Metal. A brand new Megadeth song. Wait, 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 wait. Um, this one? Concealed in the night from the light of the moon. Undetected between the heavens, the stars, and the seas. There's a tease. That was on Dave Mustaine's Instagram today. All right. Yeah. So exclusively released tomorrow, Thursday, the 21st. On liquid metal, looking forward to that and be hearing that all day. Dude, I, I'm I'm jacked. Just listening to that tease again. I'm I'm continually impressed. Like I said, I, we talked about this when um fuck, what's the name of the first single? We'll be back. We yeah. When we'll be back came out, that when you and I saw Megadeth here, and it just to me wasn't. I just thought that they were on their way out, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I thought I, I should yep. say that. I thought Dave just wouldn't have the stamina to keep going like that. But dude, I stand corrected. Holy shit. So that's what I said when I walked out of my chiropractor's office. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. If the whole album is like what I just that snippet there and then we'll be back. I mean, there's more like that coming. That'll be nice. That'll be. I, don't, that, is, is I think this, I told you when I heard that, it, or the first single they released, it reminded me of, what was it, Head Crusher? Yeah. From what, like 15 years ago or something? So, yeah, yeah that's, right? 
Is this the track? Is Night Stalker? Is is this the track with Ice T? I did hear them talking on Liquid Metal today, saying they're releasing a song with Ice T. Okay. So I didn't know be. if that was another one, but yeah, that's awesome. Yep, that'd be cool. Cool, cool, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, we got some shows coming up, and the one show where I totally got fucking fished and clicked the wrong <laughs> goddamn the wrong goddamn concert link. Uh, make sure you pay attention where you're getting bounced out to to buy your fucking concert tickets because I almost mm-hmm. got ripped. Yes, <laughs> I mean I work in tech, and it can happen <laughs> to anybody, bro. Yep. And you're talking about the release of the news that Angelus Apatrida is coming through. Yeah, I got my ticket. They're going to be here at the Turf Club. I'm stoked. Yep, it's on September 11th, I think. Yep. Yeah, and they're going all over North America. They got a whole bunch of dates, so be sure to check out Angelus Apatrida. They're with Nervo Chaos and Hidden Intent. Awesome. It's their North America tour part one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm, I got my ticket for that one. It'll be good. I know that was the band. I think you turned me on to them and yeah, it just, they continue to just crush. Yep. From Spain. They're awesome. Cannot wait. Dude. Speaking of Spain, <laughs> dude, I saw, I saw a movie the other day and uh, I think it was Netflix. So I, I'm a huge zombie fan, right? Like I'll watch Walking Dead and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And this was, it was a, a new zombie movie, right? And it, I think it was like had a 2021 or 2022 date on it. And I'm like, cool. And so I start playing it and I'm like, I read it and it's like World War II, blah, 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 Nazis, not connect, conducting experiments, make people undead, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this will be fun. Well, it turns out this movie clearly was made like in Spain, everyone speaking Spanish, total horrible overdubs. And it can be confusing because you got the subtitles on, which absolutely do not match the dialogue, like the words they're saying, right? Yep. Anyway, I watch it. Super good. Like hilarious. It was awesome. The the zombies and the headshots and just blood mist everywhere. And it it was a really, really good movie. And uh, yeah, it takes place in Spain. And that's the thing is like, they have some, uh, you know, you know, they have some Nazis and, well, I should say that they had some that were on uh, the German side and some that were not, but turns out they were all just human and the common enemy was the zombies and it was actually pretty, pretty awesome. So um, yeah, go check out that movie. Couldn't tell you what it's called, <laughs> but it was really good. Anyway. Yeah, so check out their Facebook page, Angelus Apatrida, and look for a tour date near you. Nice. Speaking of another tour, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have the uh, Dead Men and Dragons Tour 2022. Yeah. Headlining Trivium with supporting acts Between the Buried and Me, Whitechapel, and Chemis? I don't know how you yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's K-H-E-M-M-I-S. Um, they have again, they're touring all through the month of October, making a stop here in uh St. Paul. They're gonna be at the Myth Nightclub here in Maplewood, Minnesota, uh, October 9th. And I 
also have my ticket. It's going to be freaking awesome. I haven't bought my tickets yet, but my daughter has become quite a Trivium fan. And I told her a few weeks ago that next time they come through, we will go. So this will be her first big show. She's been to a few here in town, but this will be awesome for both of us. You are such a good metal dad. That's oh. so awesome. <laughs> all right. That's all the Pantera reunion talk and Zach Wild and stuff. Zach Wild made a tribute song to Dimebag after he died. Do you know the name of that song? Uh, is that no, but he's like playing the piano. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't recall the name of the song, but it, it's good. It's yeah. little, there's a young Zach and a young Dime running around. Yep. And they were running in this river. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave it away, but I still. <laughs> in this river is the name of the song. Awesome. Yep. And before we go too far, um, yeah. our friend Tommy, the Mudcat, is here too. And he says that tonight the zombie, Rob Zombie Mudvane Freaks on Parade Tour starts. So I'm guessing he goes to that. I know he's a big Mudvane fan as well. So Yeah, dude. Dude, that was awesome. This past weekend, um, you know, I was texting you that uh, I was having some FOMO because mm -hmm. Rockfest was happening here in Kadat, Wisconsin. And dude, Mudvane was there and I'm seeing the photos and shit. And I'm just like, fuck, I've never got to see him live, man. So, and again, they posted some videos too. Freaking dude, that's awesome. I yeah. saw him at one of the, I don't know if it was Tattoo of the Earth or Ozfest or oh, maybe they're on this shirt. I don't know. Dude, fucking Where? dig. Oh my God. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great meme too. There's plenty of fun made of that song, but yep. I've always dug it. <laughs> yeah well and it was like all the other bands too that were there right disturbed was there um yeah i mean it was cool too they had so i don't know if hailstorm performed but i know evanescence did and what was cool is that evanescence and lizzie hale were on stage doing their duet which was cool but yeah anyway and again seeing all the fucking camping shenanigans and shit dude i we gotta totally go to one of these man next year we gotta go the thing is, I just don't want to like buy my tickets before they sell out and then have just a shitty lineup. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. It's kind of in my backyard. Let's do it. Well, actually, you and I, speaking of shows, you and I are going to be going to Dimestock coming up. Dimestock. Yes. Just over a month away. Woohoo. We'll be there. Yep. Our, yep. We got uh, friends joining us, and that's going to be a great time. Nice. Dude, make sure you keep an eye on me. You know, if I have too much, I get out of control. Too much coffee? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you, I'll do you, I'll do twice as good. I will watch two of you. <laughs> All right. I'll keep an eye on you, buddy. All right. Keep me together. Um, what do they call it when you like take the freaking 40s and you duct tape them to your hands? <laughs> Edward 40 hands. <laughs> <laughs> in my head that's what i was thinking was going to be happening anyway <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna jump back to 1992 yeah Dude, 
dude, I love that track. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, man, 30 years of Countdown to Extinction. Do you remember yeah, where you were? You remember where you were? 1992. This album came out. Where were you? Um, probably just getting into the Black album. But of course, I heard Symphony of Destruction and thought that was awesome. I had friends that had this and would listen to it. And yeah, it's a good one. I It's got a lot of, a lot of great tunes on it. Yeah, it did. Like before the show, we were talking about how, you know, this one, you know, had many standout tracks that got a lot of radio play um, on the rock charts, you could say. It debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, the first week selling 128,000 copies. Not too bad for Mm -hmm. Mega Dave. Um, This actually was the last one to feature the classic lineup with Nick Menza and Marty Friedman. Um, Interesting that they're calling that the classic lineup. (laughs) Is that true? I think so. I was reading that on... Who uh, left? Nick? I thought he was still around. I thought they had a few more albums. I thought Cryptic Writings was the last one. Oh, maybe. Well, that's why you're here. You are the Encyclopedia of Metal Knowledge, bruh. Encyclopedia. Dude, there's so many good tracks on there, speaking of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Psychotron, freaking High Speed Dirt. Obviously, Sweating Bullets gets, you know, high praise there. I mean, that was so... That song was just such a, because again, it was around that time too, 1992. I mean, I had just graduated high school, but MTV was still kind of a thing. I don't know if the ball was still on, but you know, that that video was so like, dude, it was trippy, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. So awesome. Congratulations, Megadeth for 30 years of Countdown to Extinction. uh, awesome, awesome one. Uh, now we're going to go back to 1983. And this one, you know, they're often, they often have, you know, were kind of the butt of the joke. They were featured on the original Beavis and Butthead. And I'm talking about uh, the band Grim Reaper. So Grim Reaper, the um, basically UK, uh, UK based, Brit- uh, the British heavy metal band Grim Reaper. It, what, what I think was really cool is that they um, they actually won like a battle of the bands contest that allowed them to record the first album. And I think that was kind of cool where they got signed to Ibony Records and that's how they got their career going, which is kind of cool. But I think in all honesty, um, I think he, I think Stephen Grimmett is one of my favorite vocalist he's got just a, a really good range and he just he sounds really good and um i i their first their first album come out in 1983 called see you in hell which you graciously got me the vinyl which is awesome i have that framed on my wall in my uh in my family room so i mean yeah. why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you have see you in hell in your family room i'm just saying but uh <laughs> Yeah, it, it I welcome was, that. <laughs> it was really good. And and I like I said, it's really, I think, a very um influential band and, and album uh for me growing up.
and, and you know, um, you know how sometimes they say, um, you know, you have a, a face for radio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Steve is one of those guys where maybe he should just stick to being on a on a recording. Actually, so Nick Bocott, the the guitar player, he went on to be a very successful. He did studio work. He was a successful journalist. He had a column in like Guitar Player Magazine for years. Um, so Nick Bocott, I think that he was just a phenomenal guitar player at the time. I mean, they weren't anything like groundbreaking. I, I don't know. It just made a really big impact on me back in 1983, 84 timeframe. So um, the interesting thing too now, uh, Steve, St- and so they're celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. They're re-releasing a lot of the previous uh, albums in vinyl. And the interesting thing is he actually got an infection several years ago where he um, lost his leg and he was kind of out of commission. I, I, I know I was following him on social and his wife was doing some like, you know, updates as he was going through recovery and rehab and all this stuff. And dude, he still goes out there and crushes it. So now he'll be on, um, he'll have a headset mic and then he's got two crutches. And so he'll go out there with crutches. Sometimes he's in in a wheelchair, but he still will go out and sing with his two crutches, even though he is missing that his, one of his legs. So dude, keep on keeping on, man. Oh yeah. it's awesome. Well, maybe an apology to some of our, people trying to watch live but we lost our feed because you're such a badass playing these music oh, warner, warner music group stopped our feed and i can do it every every goddamn week fuck yep <laughs> so i get this anyway. by the way by the way mm-hmm. i now um you'll notice that uh episode 91 was then automatically added because I now have um, added a copyright disclaimer to the description mm-hmm. and it immediately then was now posted. So now from now on, I'll have in the description on YouTube, those disclaimers, but I guess live, I don't know how you could, yeah, what a bunch of pricks. <laughs> Dude, I mean, we're talking over the shit, bro. It's like a clip. Anyway, whatever. Dude, you know how much time I spent reading fair use legal copyright bullshit? Eight minutes. Oh, my God. Like eight hours. (laughs) Dude, that sucks. Well, I'm sorry for the live peeps. Again, hopefully you guys will get this recording. Uh, But yeah, so um, it basically talks about the uh, copyright disclaimer. United States recognizes the fair use for Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Act and that does not automatically allow us to be free, but it's our defense and how we're using the content. So mm-hmm. basically just making sure that we're not going to monetize the, we're not going to make money off of it. The copyright holder will still be making the money. That's fine. We just want to include the videos in our stream. Yeah. Anyway. We want to share. Yeah, we want to share. We want to earn you money copywriter guys yeah are we back are we live again yeah i have a few minutes all right yeah just Mm -hmm. in time for some follow-ups i want to give a huge shout out to 
former guest and good friend of ours, Bill Joya, just celebrated a birthday. So happy birthday, Bill, first off. And for his birthday, he was asking for donations to Headbang for Science, which uh, we've, I think we mentioned it a few episodes ago or a while ago, but I know when Jose Mangan was on, he mentioned starting a scholarship. So this is a scholarship award founded by Jose Mangan for high school seniors majoring in science and medicine, science or medicine, and they have a financial need. They have killer grades and love heavy metal. So we have both donated and it's an awesome cause. Jose is a great dude. Bill's a great dude. So you can, we'll have a link, um, headbangforscience.org. You can visit the website or we'll throw a link on our yep. show notes as well. Do you know what we'll or do? When we post this one, we'll actually have the fundraiser link. Oh, yeah. So people can, can, can post right there. We'll also include the link to Headbang for Science as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll have all that in our uh, social posts and in the show notes of this episode. Nice. And thank you, everyone, for their support. And I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us again. Um, again, super fun. Jim, it's always fun to jam and talk about just the craziness that is you too, brother. in metal. Dude, this, uh, again, I always get a lot of music time when I travel for work. So I, I was like a lot of airport, my airport jams. Mm -hmm. And this, this time I was listening to uh, the band Rage. I listened to Maul. Nice. Yeah, I checked that. out the new. Oh, yep. I say the new mall that uh, I think Bill is the one that dropped that one. It reminded me that that one was coming out. Um, yeah, uh, what the I forget what it's called. I checked that out too. Yeah, some. Uh, I thought oh, I then, put that in here, but and then but yeah, mall from mall from North Dakota, Fargo, North Dakota. Yep. Um, saw them down here at the warehouse. Awesome. Uh, so check out mall. It's a uh, death metal, kind of doomy, but it's awesome. So yeah, yeah, so I've been uh, again catching a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, feel free to go and uh, get all of our socials at thrashreport.com. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at thrashreport@gmail.com. Um, let us know what you like. Um, if you guys hear of anything, um, you know, if you want to come on the show and just yeah. jam with us, why not, man? It'll be awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, like and subscribe. <laughs> go to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe. Make sure you go and follow us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We got some reviews up there. Thank you so much for those reviews. They're all positive. I love it. And even if you think that we're a bunch of blowhards and we suck ass, let us know that too. So, <laughs> bro, yeah. thanks again for another killer episode. We will see you next time on the Thrash Report. See ya! My soul for dope.